Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, I'm Chihan Ai. I'm Professor of Hematology at the Medical University of Vienna, and welcome to the session on primary thromboprophylaxis of a patient with cancer at high risk of venous thromboembolism who is receiving systemic anti-cancer therapy. Let's start off with the case. A 66-year-old man with body mass index of 32 with metastatic pancreatic cancer, he has liver metastasis, is initiating ambulatory chemotherapy. The pre-chemotherapy blood counts are as follows. Hemoglobin of 10.8, white blood cells of 12.9, platelets 412. D-dimer was also measured is 2.6 microgram per ml. And the Karnofsky performance status is 70%, corresponding to an ECOG performance status of 1. The question here is, does this patient have an indication for primary thromboprophylaxis? In clinical practice, we have various settings where primary thromboprophylaxis is recommended and routinely administered, like after major cancer surgery, here even prolonged primary thromboprophylaxis with low-molecular heparin after hospital discharge is recommended also in hospitalized cancer patients with acute medical illnesses. However, there is still a lot of discussion uh, about primary thromboprophylaxis in the outpatient setting. And this is a very important topic because today the majority of patients with cancer are receiving their systemic cancer therapies uh, in the ambulatory setting. And also the majority of thrombotic events are occurring outside of the hospital and are, are diagnosed in the ambulatory setting. What are our options to identify patients at risk of venous thromboembolism? More than one decade ago, Dr. Koran and colleagues have developed and validated a risk prediction model, the so-called Corana score, which consists of five readily available variables, including the type of cancer and blood count parameters and the body mass index. And based on the Corana score, our patient has four points, and this patient falls into the high-risk category of venous thromboembolism. And this Corana score was later uh, refined and expanded by adding biomarkers, information on chemotherapy and also the performance status. There are also other projects where simplified risk prediction models for an individual VTE risk assessment have been developed. And one of them is developed by the, my group here in Vienna. And this risk assessment model just contains two variables, the type of cancer and D-dimer levels. And if we apply this risk assessment here to this patient based on this nomogram here. So we have a patient with a pancreatic cancer. We're getting 100 points. The dimer was measured is around 2.6, getting 40 points. 
adds up to 140 points, which is corresponding to a six-month cumulative incidence of 15%. With regard to evidence for primary thromboprophylaxis, we have data with low molecular weight heparins in ambulatory cancer patients compared to no thromboprophylaxis. And in a systematic review and meta-analysis, it has been demonstrated that primary thromboprophylaxis with low molecular heparin is significantly decreasing the VTE risk. However, the baseline risk of venous thromboembolism in the no thromboprophylactic group was rather low and lower than expected. And the reason for this was that in this studies, no risk assessment was applied. And therefore, novel trials for primary thromboprophylaxis with DOAC have based their decision on risk assessment. And in two randomized controlled trials, the AVERT and the Cassini study, the Corana score was used to identify patients at high risk of thrombosis. Patients with a score of two or higher were randomized to uh, a DOAC or placebo. And in both of the studies, it, has, it could be shown that in the on-treatment group, the risk of venous thromboembolism could be significantly reduced with a pixaban or rivaroxaban for primary thromboprophylaxis in patients uh, with cancer receiving ambulatory chemotherapy. And the bleeding risk overall was very low with DOAC in AVERT in the Cassini study. What are the updates of the latest guidelines on primary thromboprophylaxis in, in the ambulatory setting? Primary thromboprophylaxis is uniform in the guidelines recommended with low molecular weight heparins or with direct oral anticoagulants, in this case with rivaroxaban or apixaban, based on the evidence that I have, I have presented, if there is a low risk of bleeding. However, for certain cancer types, there are specific studies. So even there are guideline recommendations for ambulatory pancreatic cancer patients, which uh, recommend low molecular weight heparins at higher dose uh, for a maximum duration of three months. Overall, the duration of uh, primary thromboprophylaxis in ambulatory cancer patients starting systemic anti-cancer therapy um, is at least of six months with low molecular weight heparins in, in prophylactic dose or apixaban and rivaroxaban in this prophylactic dose. The question now is how should we select in clinical practice such patients? And here the guidelines clearly say patients receiving systemic anti-cancer therapy who are at intermediate to high risk of venous thromboembolism could be identified by validated risk assessment models. For instance, the Corana score of two or higher or um, with other validated risk assessment models like the Compass CAT or the Vienna CAT nomograms score. So we have evidence from randomized controlled trials and recommendation suggestions of various international guidelines of different organizations that recommend primary thromboprophylaxis in high, intermediate to high risk patients uh, who are not at high risk of bleeding. Are we already implementing this new evidence in clinical practice. 
And according to my observation, we are quite slow in implementing this new evidence in everyday clinical practice. And therefore, the next step would be to develop implementation strategies and also own lo local protocols are needed to um, implement the latest evidence on primary thromboprophylaxis in cancer patients receiving systemic anti-cancer therapy in the ambulatory setting. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.